0: Monitoring every tick of the market, here's Jay Ratliff, day trading expert, on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris.
1: And it's 644, and Jay, uh, I understand the uh, market went down a little bit last week.
0: Uh, Not only last week, Jack, but I'm afraid the Dow futures are down this morning. We've been Bouncing between 550 and 600 points down on the Dow, it comes out close to two percent. So,
1: mm.
0: uh continues to be the case. I mean, and inflation is the is the operative word in something that at every turn it seems like we're reminded of just how bad it is. We looked at some of the uh, annual inflation numbers that we saw that uh, were reflected in the the May report, and it showed that, what, inflation's 8.6%, the highest in 40 years, economic growth first quarter in negative 1.5%. We're looking at a second quarter economic growth of less than 1%. Uh, Food, as we've discussed before, up 10% year-over-year, energy 35%, natural gas up 141%, and gasoline up 91%. I mean, there's literally no good news uh, within any of this unless there's the this kind of a remote to chance that some of this is starting to peak and fall back a bit. And that's one of the reasons that we're seeing that uh, the Dow continue to trim uh, S&P dropping as well because the fears over, okay, are we at a point now where inflation is really going to start taking over the driver's seat? And, and some would suggest it already has.
1: Yeah, this um, is kind of scary. The inflation and, of course, that's, uh, hits the average consumer in a big way. All of a sudden his groceries cost so much more. We know, of course, how much gas is costing more. And what's responsible for this anyway?
0: Well, I mean, the, the, the thing that brought about inflation had a lot of different, uh, contributing factors. And of course the pandemic fueled a lot of it when we came out of it with, uh, um, the uh, supply chain shortage, where we were having a difficult time getting uh, products to the shelves for consumers to buy, so as a result, we had fewer of those items and of course economics one o one as you know so well, the fewer that you have of something the the more value that remains for those that that 's there uh, we 've seen it. And unfortunately that's the case. And then you add on top of that, the fact that these businesses, those that were able to be strong and courageous enough to survive the pandemic, uh, come out of it. We start to see the, uh, return of normalcy across the country. Now, oh, now all of a sudden, excuse me, surprise, uh, you can't get enough workers. To uh take care of businesses as usual, uh, restaurants that were were very anxious to get back to one hundred percent seating capacity found out they could only do fifty sixty percent or do so on limited hours. so when you have fewer employees, that raises the cost of business, which of course is then passed on to the consumer and one thing after another jacket it, it's it's like every surprise that we have around every corner is a bad one, and the unfortunate reality of it is if we continue on this trend and there's certainly uh, no indication that we're going to turn the corner anytime soon we're talking about something that could go through this year even into next year and of course you have people on both sides of the fence saying that the market is about to make this dramatic turnaround and you've got others that say that the recession is going to continue and even though i i really kind of stand back from making any of those kind of predictions we can see what the causes are the causes are very clear and I don't see an immediate turnaround on a lot of those driving causes Causes that would create a situation where some of this would start to get better.
1: Yeah, I know a lot of the restaurants in particular uh, are having trouble staffing uh, and getting people to work, which makes it slower service and everything else uh, because of that. And 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 it came out of nowhere, because
0: the the whole idea was, let's get past the mass mandate, let's get these communities and cities reopened. And and a lot of these business owners, that's what they were just just holding on to, until they could get back to doing things as they did before. The, The problem was, no one, including the airline industry and all these other service industries across the country, around the world, really, uh were prepared for the fact that when things got back to normal that a lot of people that started working remotely or not working as much were okay with that and they found a way that they you know didn't need that third or second job and uh because they lowered their costs and different things and and they were okay with that. They we're all creatures of habit and when a lot of people got in the habit of not working or not working as much, they just stayed there. And we thought a lot of those people were going to come back uh didn't happen, still hasn't happened. And unfortunately, that continues to make the cost of doing business even higher, which is what's driving so much of this craziness in the direction that it is.
1: Yeah, by the way, one other thing, uh, going to restaurants and other places now, we're seeing masks pretty much disappearing.
0: Well, we are. Uh, you know, Sherry and I had to fly this weekend, and as we popped in and out of uh, Savannah, back up to Ohio, and back, uh, you know, I think we saw a few people that were wearing a mask. Of course, when you go into restaurants, you see it occasionally, and and obviously, there, there's no problem at all with anybody that wants to wear a mask. And uh, it, it, it yeah, I like the idea that it's optional, as it should have been from the beginning. Um, and you know, I think it's clear that the CDC overstepped their their guidelines. That right now is the is the court ruling until it's overturned that they did too much, which is uh, good because I know when that monkey pox started up, the CDC immediately jumped up, start talking about masks, oh, yeah. putting that on their website. It didn't last there long. It was taken down pretty quick.
1: My goodness. Um,
0: I think because of the blowback with that. But, you know, right now we're in a state where a lot of people are just panicking over the fact that they don't know what to do with regards to what's going on with the market. If the market continues to drop for another Several days, several weeks, a few months, whatever it might happen to be. Uh, the problem is don't allow the, the panic of the moment or the people that are pushing the panic uh, to cause you to deviate from, from your long-term plans. Now, my students and I, yeah, we'll flip stocks 20 minutes and not hold anything over, so the idea of the long-term buy, hold, and pray isn't going to uh, uh, impact us but for people that are planning on retiring in 20 30 years that are putting their money into the into the market and other types of securities uh, when when stocks drop they're going on sale you're buying more of them so it works out for you in the long term which means try not to deviate or drastically change your plan of attack because uh, you know if you got cash on the sidelines, though, I would certainly, as we've indicated, recommend some patience because I think some of these stocks are going to continue to go on sale and go from there. And of course, our friends over on the Bitcoin side, you know, when Bitcoin dropped under forty-nine thousand, they said, "Well, here we go; it's it's a buying opportunity." And and they swore once it hit forty, it was going to zip right back. This morning, pre-market, the Bitcoin's down to twenty-four thousand and one hundred and thirty, and continues to drop. So, I mean, across the board, there's all kinds of challenges that are facing people on Wall Street. And uh, just don't let panic drive the car, and you're going to be okay.
1: Well, you, before you invest, you want to go to daytradefun.com. And Jay will talk to you later this week.
0: Looking forward to it, sir. Thank you.